It's the 7 o'clock hour, and you're listening to the Morning Blitz. Oh, are we on the air? Sort of, yeah. Rick Corey. That's right. Had... Keep trying to get out of it. Brees Hulse. <laughs> Bryce Hulse. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> Coming to you from the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio on the Blitz 1170. It is 6.57, and we are in that Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. I want to remind you, the annual Daryl Starbirds National Rod and Custom Car Show Next Generation, the 60th annual, is at the O'Reilly Auto Parts. Uh, brought, pardon me, they're sponsored by O'Reilly. Is back in Tulsa this Friday through Sunday at the Sage Net Center at Expo Square. See more than 1,000 exotic customs and hot rods, and you can do that right here in Tulsa. It is the 60th annual Daryl Starbird's National Rod and Custom Show coming up this weekend. Should be nice weather, we hope, at that. And that's over at the Sage Net Center at Expo Square. All right, we are in the Oilers Hockey uh, Center, the Oilers, Oilers Hockey Studio, pardon me, and we're on the uh, Blitz 1170. I don't know why suddenly my tongue won't work. Uh, I want you to uh, be part of this at the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072. Some people have already done that this morning. We still haven't covered commercials at the Super Bowl or any of those things or the halftime show. Mm. Any of that. And we will do that because we got two hours left to do it. But that was a fast, fast first hour. Mm. So come on. Be a part of it. 918-262-5072. And if you really want to be on the air, hey, call 918-879-1170. It is 6.59 and it's time for us to let Bryce talk about what used to be happening in sports. Fire up Huey Lewis for a trip back in time. It's Today in Sports History with Bryce Hulse on the Blitz 1170. Brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. Now, grabbing the back of a Jeep while on his skateboard, it's Bryce Hulse. This day in sports history, February 12th, 1898, Cincinnati Reds President John Brush dismisses criticism of his proposed league resolution to punish players who use vulgar and obscene language on the field, saying newspaper criticism is the result of ignorance. 1937, Boston Redskins receive approval from NFL to move to Washington, D.C., to share baseball's Griffith Stadium with first Washington Senators of the American League. 1954, Furman's Frank Selvey scores 100 points in a 149-95 victory over Newberry. Selvey breaks the record of 73 points set by Temple's Bill McAvee in 1951 with 41 field goals and 18 free throws. 1964, Chicago Cubs second baseman Ken Hubbs, named the National League Rookie of the Year in 1962, dies in Provo, Utah at the age of 22 when the plane that he is piloting crashes. 1971, U.S. Vice President Spyro Agnew hits two tee shots into the crowd while golfing, injuring two. 1975, Boston's Bobby Orr gets an assist in the Boston Bruins in a 3-1 loss to the Buffalo Sabres to become the first player in NHL history to reach 100 points in six consecutive seasons. It's the final 100-point season of his career. 1976, American Dorothy Hamill wins the free skate to clinch the women's figure skating gold medal at the Innsbruck Winter Olympics. 1977, Julius Irving, playing in his first NBA All-Star game, is voted MVP despite his East team losing 125-124. to Irving scores 30 points and grabs 12 rebounds. 1985, the New York Yankees reacquire catcher Ron Hassey from the Chicago White Sox. Hassey, who had been traded to Chicago only two months earlier, returns to New York in a seven-player trade. 1990, Larry Bird of the Boston Celtics ends NBA free-throw streak of 71 games. 1992, West beats the East 14-9 in Major League Soccer All-Star Game. 1995, Connecticut is voted number one in the Associated Press Top 25 and joins the school's women's team at the top. It is the first time teams from one school were ranked number one in the the men's and women's college basketball polls. 
2000, Shaquille O'Neal, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, the starting front court of seven footers for the West All-Stars, combined for 70 points and 33 rebounds as the West held off several strong challenges from the East to score a 137 to 126 victory before an energized crowd at the arena in Oakland. O'Neal and Duncan shared the MVP honors. 2005, pitcher Nelson Bryles, who was part of the two World Series championships with the Cardinals and Pirates, passes away at the age of 61 in Orlando, Florida, after suffering a heart attack at the Pirates Alumni Golf Tournament. 2005, after 19 years at shortstop for the Cincinnati Reds, Barry Larkin announces his retirement as an active player to become special assistant to Washington Nationals general manager Jim Bowden. A 12-time All-Star, National League MVP, and three-time Gold Glove winner, Larkin spent his entire career in Cincinnati, his hometown. 2005, NFL Pro Bowl at Aloha Stadium in Honolulu. AFC beats NFC 38-27. The MVP is Peyton Manning of the Colts. 2022, Super Bowl SoFi Stadium, Los Angeles. Rams win their second Super Bowl in franchise history, edging the Bengals 23-20. Quarterback Matthew Stafford and wide receiver Cooper Cup lead a 79-yard game-winning drive, and defensive tackle Aaron Donald closes the game out on defense. Birthdays today, February 12th. 1944, Sal Bando, former A's third baseman. 1947, Mike Krzyzewski, Duke basketball coach. 1956, John Zamberlin, former Patriots linebacker. 1960, Gary Patterson, former TCU football coach. 1977, Randy Moss, Hall of Fame Vikings and Patriots wide receiver. 1978, Mike Brown, former Bears cornerback. 1980, Drew Henson, former Michigan and Cowboys quarterback. 1981, Luke Ridenour, former Sonics and T-Wolves guard. 1986, Aqib Tlaib, former Broncos and Patriots cornerback. 1989, Charles Clay, one of my favorite TU players and former Dolphins and Bills tight end. And 1991, Luke Voigt, Yankees first baseman. And that is this day in sports history brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. And it's 7.03 here on the Blitz 1170. Um, I think I have my tongue back in the correct place. You know, it clips in and out, you know, in radio. That way you can rest it. <clears throat> but I got it. I think clip back in, so I think we're all good right now. We're in the Eilers. The, okay, I don't. <laughs> For the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. There we go. On the Blitz 1170. I have another text here. We'll read it. 918-262-5072. We'll get to that here in a moment. But first of all, not sports. All right. Buckle in for this one. All right. We hear a lot about airplanes these days because people are traveling again. So things are happening. Guys, you know, we had a plane or a dog who pooped on a plane last week. And apparently everyone, and I mean everyone was, as you can imagine, not happy about that. When the little thing, I think it was a little chihuahua, which is out and running around the airplane, which is bad enough. And then you hear the stories about the kids on the plane or the guy who's drunk or the woman who's drunk or whatever. Well, in this case, passenger by the name of Armanda Diaz Rojas. And for some reason, she has 250,000 followers already on social media. Mm. She must be one of those influencers, if you will, if you will. So she was traveling. Now, maybe she did this on purpose. I'm not I'm not sure. But they're on the airplane and somebody notices that in the overhead something is buzzing and it sounds weird and they're worried, right? You don't you don't want that on an airplane. So they ask her to take this thing down to find out what it is that's buzzing. So she takes it down and this is on TikTok by the way. Which, again, makes me wonder if this was staged, right? Mm. So she takes it down, and she opens this metal suitcase of hers, and what is it inside you think might be buzzing? Can you tell by the look on my face? Mm-hmm. And the look on your face is right. Yeah. <laughs> 
It was a sex toy. There we go. It was. That's the best way I'm going to put it. And it was doing its thing, if you will. Apparently making something in her suitcase very happy. Mm. I'm not sure. So you take the batteries out. Yeah, you would think, because you're not supposed to travel with those anyway. uh, Anyway. So (laughs) they they did have it filmed, and she was embarrassed, and it's a big old pink thing, I'll tell Ah. you. And they uh, they took her and the pink thing off the airplane. So, so if you, the you, goal if the goal was views, she got it. If okay. the goal was to make the flight, here's our our point: take the batteries. <laughs> See, I'm not sure you can even bring a ping pong paddle on a flight or anything like that. So <laughs> the fact that you can do that, I mean, she should be, you know, taken away, right? That's a dangerous <sighs> object. <sighs> I guess. All right, we do have the cause of death for Carl Weathers, and it was mm. heart disease. Uh. You know, you saw him briefly in the commercial with Gronk, and Gronk missed yeah. the kick, right? Uh, and by the way, when they first ran that, I thought that was a, a CGI Gronk. The one standing mm-hmm. behind her didn't look real. And then yeah. they cut to him, which I know it's a commercial, so it's filmed. I thought he was going to be doing this live. Mm. Did you think that? Well, he did, The one that he missed? Yeah. Well, was that live? I don't know. That's the thing. I yeah, could see, I never thought, really tell. But at first, I thought it was just like, okay, there's some commercial here. And then I thought that it was live after he was doing it. Okay. When he first. When That's he, what I thought. When I he know. cut to him in the in the uniform that he was wearing, which was. In the single you know, bar. Yeah, right. The whole number, <laughs> which was, you know, the ad. I get it. And then and the crowd around him seemed way too calm. Mm. So at first, I mean, I really honestly had a hard time telling. Okay. And I wasn't. Also, honestly, paying that much of attention at the time because it was a rough day at home yesterday with Lindsay. And so I was trying to watch and trying to do things there, too. But it looked to me like it was CGI at first. Then I know it was really him in the uniform, but it was a close-up of him. And the crowd was really calm. I mean, I'm used to watching the ones. I thought it was going to be like the you know, like the Pat McAfee and ESPN thing they do where he was giving money on game day and then somebody was right. trying to kick a field goal. And they had a student who generally would bean somebody in the crowd instead of getting it anywhere near the uprights. Yeah. I, I envisioned it as a live event much more like that. And to me, it looked much more controlled. you know. But, but Carl Weathers was a part of those spots. And the one they ran, they went right back and cut at the end of it to a picture of him standing there and said, Thank you, Carl, 1948 to 2024. Uh, but it was apparently heart disease. And, and something he had been battling for quite a while, and otherwise he mean he was he, you know he wasn't small, but he didn't look terrible. I mean, he didn't look like he was in bad health really in yeah. any of those. He looked a little older. I mean, if you watched him in The Mandalorian, he had those. He he looked fairly all right. You know? Right. Anyway, that was the reason. We have uh, this. Uh, this is can be scary. There's an, a guy in Oregon who has the bubonic plague. Dang. Yeah, it's out there every now and then. You hear the story every few years. He caught it from his cat, they believe. Now, they have him isolated, as you can imagine, because the last thing we want to do is start something like that again. Uh-huh. But just know it's out there. It still, still is. Uh, so <laughs> uh, this is, I don't even know how to take this one. So there was a woman who went missing named Abigail Lawton. And they call the cops to go look for her. And the first thing they do, and this is in England, first thing the cops do is go to her home. Well, they go in the home, and she's not there, of course. And she's someone who apparently was having a mental health crisis. So the the cops go to the house. They can't find her in the house. Yet two of these officers, at least two, spent the night or close to most of the night at her house watching Netflix and working out. 
Just, All right. Just hung out. Hung out at her place. Used her workout equipment. Watched Netflix for a while. You can see him texting people. And that's how they spent several hours when they were supposed to be looking for someone who was lost. As you can imagine, that didn't go over well with their bosses when security mm. cameras were found, and that is being dealt with at this point. Mm. Uh, you know, we've heard this uh, <laughs> heard this poll many times. Uh, I'm Rick Corey. I'm married. Long time. Bryce Hall's in the next room. He is not married. So there's a poll about who's happier, married people or single people. Huh? What do you think? Hmm? Hmm? Uh, it's, a, it's Gallup, too, so it's a pretty good-sized poll. I'll, I'll say single people. I'll, I'll go for it. You think so? All right. Or well, not, not married people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think pretty much that's the same thing: single people, married people. I, I, it, it was just it was just too you know black and white for me. I needed to. There's yeah. some gray areas. Yeah. Well, according to this Gallup poll, you're wrong. It's hey. that's married folks. All right. Apparently, living our best lives. So if if you're driving to work and you're married and you're saying you're saying to me. Well, I don't agree with that. <laughs> so yes, yeah, say so, yeah, so text and just say if you recommend it or not. Give, give me a warning. But I'm telling you, right now Gallup says uh, that we're actually winning. All right, yeah. how about a couple of birthdays that are not fo- folks in sports? Arsenio Hall. You remember the the Arsenio Hall show and the pumping in the arms and blah blah blah. He what actually he changed talk show hosts. Up until that time, and it was fun because it was Carson, and you know there were a couple of other late nights and things like that. And Charlie's been out there for years, and Tom was out there for a long time. But Arsenio Hall kind of changed things. He changed the audiences. He changed the formats. 68 years old, like him or not, he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Brolin, Thanos. Yeah. Yeah, and True Grit, and many of those, No Country for Old Men, Men in Black, all those things. I thought Men in Black, he was the perfect Tommy Lee Jones at another time, <laughs> wasn't he? Mm-hmm. That was brilliant. Uh, anyway... He turns 56 today. Thank you. We'll play by play right there. (laughs) Okay. Simple question. Christina Ricci, yes or no? I need to see a picture of her again. No, 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 no. You don't get no, 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 no. You don't get that. Yes. There you go. Okay. Because I, yeah, she's 44. That's all. She's just 44. How about that? I mean, she's been around so long that it kind of seems like she'd be worn that. Here's a guy I think is really (laughs) horribly underrated from Top Gun and Starship uh, Troopers, Total Recall, Michael Ironside. Mm. He's 74 years old. He was made to play that bad or bad <clears throat> uh, yeah. military guy or that kind of thing. He's great in that. In every one of those, I think he's just fantastic. Uh, who else today? How about uh, in music? Michael McDonald, the Doobie Brothers. Mm. Full disclosure, I don't like Michael McDonald's music. Wow. I do not. Never have. Something about that just doesn't... Nothing against him. It that was, just that was my first introduction to the Doobie Brothers, just even though he's yeah. not the original. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think the Doobies overall are pretty good because it's a nice combination. Nice. Yeah, but anything... You know, when Michael McDonald is on his own, his, his single stuff, I'm just mm. not a fan. Mm. Uh, China Phillips of Wilson Phillips is 56 years old today. Uh, who else here? Um, Mo Bandy, the country singer, is 79. Uh, ba- the bass player for Bare Naked Ladies, uh, Jim Cregan, he is 54 years old today. And just before we go, if you ask, how long was Taylor Swift on camera? Okay, this is sports, not sports, musical, right? Yeah. How long was she on camera at the Super Bowl? Your guess would be? Uh, t- two minutes, 15 seconds. The, well, this was her record for the year, because up until now, 44 seconds was the longest. 55 seconds. 
See? Yep. You got yeah, to highball it. Yep. That's it. Only 55 seconds she was on. Thanks and that's a look at this day in sports history and not sports here on the Blitz 1170. It is 713. That is Bryce Hulse. I am Rick Corey. We're in the Tulsa Oilers hockey studio. And I want to remind you with these conditions outside right now, this is an exact reason you should have a service contract and have overhead door of Tulsa commercial division on your site. It's days like this. It's the cold shop. It's the really hot shop when it's 105. It's the cold weather when there's snow and ice and wet. Trying to get inside your shop, trying to get to your stock, your employees, your vehicles, those are the moments that really bring forth why we love Overhead Door Tulsa's commercial division. Because, A, they will take care of that door, no matter what kind it is. It can be a gigantic door like at the airport. It can be the big delivery doors like at the BOK. Uh, It can be the concession stand doors that come down, the pull-down grates at the BOK. When those don't work, then your business doesn't work. But really, especially those big doors or those doors that go into a shop at this time of year, the doors that are keeping out the, the snow and the ice and the wet, the doors that are keeping you from transferring all that air so you're not having to consistently heat or air conditioning something, those doors. Those are why Overhead Door Company's commercial division should be your go-to. Because right now, this weather, and believe me, it's Oklahoma, right? So the weather's really nice occasionally and trying to kill us most of the time. You want it outside, and they want it outside too. That's why the city of Tulsa has a contract for their police and fire doors to make sure they work all the time. And if you need one put in, there is no question This is your best opportunity. You don't need, you do not need someone who doesn't know what they're doing. You need someone with 50-plus years experience, and oh, by the way, that's what they have. The right tools, the right trucks, the right people to get done what you need. Openers as well, replacement parts, insulation of a door, recentering of a door, adjustments, ceilings, any of that they can do. It's simple enough to do, too. Just go to overheaddoortulsa.com and simply click on commercial. You can take the Blitz with you everywhere you go. Get in the game everywhere with the Blitz 1170 app. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Tulsa Golden Hurricane fell to UAB 70-63 to yesterday afternoon. The Blazers were able to pull away in a very close game that saw 19 lead changes and 13 ties. Tulsa will be at South Florida on Wednesday for a Valentine's Day matchup. And the Kansas City Chiefs are once again Super Bowl champs. They outlast the 49ers 25-22 in just the second overtime game in Super Bowl history. Mahomes found McCole Hardman for a walk-off touchdown to secure his third Super Bowl championship with the Chiefs. Mahomes is 34-46 with 333 yards and two touchdowns. And 49ers linebacker Dre Greenlaw tore his Achilles in the game last night. It happened when Greenlaw was running onto the field with his team for their second for their upcoming defensive possession. It happened early in the second quarter. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. Well, I certainly do, and that, of course, you can do. You can also hit our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072. We didn't book a single guest today. We left it completely open for you. Yeah, certainly, Bryce and I are going to talk about what we talk about, but we really left this thing open for you today. We've already had good comments, and thank you for that. Just keep hitting it at 918-262-5072. Also like to have you let us know what road conditions are like out there because uh, 
Uh, and most people have an opinion about a Super Bowl, but almost everybody has to drive on these roads today and get their kids to and from school or wherever. We are getting some school closings, but most of them are outlying areas. The roads, at least when Bryce and I came in, we had just gotten right at freezing at that moment, and nothing had frozen. Plus, the road or street or ground temperatures, if you will, were a little bit higher after a pretty good week, right, or week and a half. So maybe things will stay a little bit nicer because we are going to trend back up today. So it should melt away pretty quickly. But we had some really big old snowflakes out in Broken Arrow early this morning, and it was starting to cover things pretty good. So you might have something to scrape off. The, well, you will have something to scrape off the car this morning, I promise you. So Bryce Hulse in the other room, uh, we had another text here from Mark Knuckles. You know, And all it is is an attachment. Anytime someone texts us an attachment, I, you know, <laughs> be weary. Yeah, but I, Mark has texted before. You text it, and all it is is a picture that says, once a cowboy, always a cowboy. So apparently for Mark, he is still just, you know, he's just thinking Dallas all the way. Mm. And I understand. Uh, and, and when you get rid of Jerry Jones, you might make one. Uh, but until then, I just don't, uh, I don't believe it. And we've gotten another text here from Rachel because she had texted early this morning about the assessment about the defense of Kansas City and then about the, our displeasure with Tony Romo. <laughs> and she texts, it's as if Romo said to Gruden, hold my beer. <laughs> and she says, I wasn't a fan of Gruden either. And, you know, I, I have some memories of him as an analyst. Mm-hmm. Honestly, not a lot because he didn't. It didn't really yeah. make an impression on me. Him and Tariko doing Monday Night Football. Yeah, it was okay. I there was something about Gruden, and I liked him as a coach. But there was something about Gruden that always struck me when he was when he was on a broadcast that he had this kind of look like I'm smarter than you are. I'm cooler oh, yeah. than you are. I have more money than you do. Mm-hmm. I've got more girlfriends than you, or whatever. I mean, it just there was something about that, and maybe he's the nicest guy in the world. What we know about him getting let go by the Raiders yeah. doesn't sound like that. Sounds mm-hmm. like he's a dude with some issues, but maybe that's part of it. But I, so I never, I thought on a broadcast, someone either has to wow you so that you want to go listen just to that broadcast, or they have to so turn you off that you'll do anything to not listen to that broadcast because yeah. otherwise. What we're there for during a game is just to tell you what happened and stay out of the way. Mm-hmm. The game is the thing. We're the conduit on radio specifically, of course, and, and in television a little bit of that too, but really more than anything just to you know paint the picture, if you will. It's happening there in front of you. And, and he didn't really do either of those things for me. Mm. Now, I don't know about you. Did you see there were several clips Saturday and Sunday on social media of Tom Brady breaking the game down? You see any of those? Yeah, I saw a couple. He's going to be amazing. Yeah. I feel sorry for Greg Olson. <laughs> yes. And and what I, what I wrote back to Rachel is, I agree, it would have been cool to have Brady or Greg Olson there. And she responded with, I like uh, Greg Olson. Brady's unproven. Jason Kelsey would have made it fun. And he would have. And he, yeah. he actually had, had talks during the weekend out there with the, with the networks. Good. At least we're, we're told that. That's when he wasn't at an Adele concert screaming Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> He's living his best life, oh, man. He's just soaking it all in, right? Did you see the pictures of him dressed like Zach Galifianakis? Yes. Those were fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. And and how about the CBS crew's opening, uh, like the hangover, where they yeah. call Ed Helms? Mm-hmm. You know, is somebody missing a tooth? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, and some man, uh, is, tell me, is there a baby? Baby. <laughs> That's the thing, like, all the, like you were talking about earlier, by having, you know, 
having it in LA or having it in Miami, the themes of that, you know, about like the Super Bowl going Hollywood or anything, mm-hmm. those are kind of dying out, right? They are, it's just right? in LA. It's just in Miami. Las Vegas still has all those themes that go along oh, yeah. with it of yeah. the city. Well, and I, I got to be honest, I'm not a guy, and you'll probably you know, grounds at me here, but I didn't, I'm not a guy for the hangover. I didn't really like the first one. So mm. I never watched any of the rest of them. Yeah, well, yeah the, the last two were cash grabs for or sure. They, okay, well, but I the first one, come on, Rick. I, I didn't like it. I just thought uh, it was meh yeah, to me. Yeah, but that's just me. Look, you liked it. That's cool. I got no problem with that. Uh, but I did think that the intro was funny as could be, having those guys mm-hmm. like that, you know, Boomer with the tattoo in his head, you know, and then calling Ed Helms. <laughs> that made it a lot of fun. You know, that was really cool. So that was all great. But, yeah, I, I would have loved to have had a Kelsey – um, uh, uh, Greg Olson, I think he'd have been fabulous. But I think Brady, and, and yeah, he is unproven. But if you watch those breakdown clips, the way he explained things, oh, he's going to be fabulous. He's going to mm-hmm. be Tony Romo when it comes to information because Romo does have good information. He just delivers it in a way that makes you want to strangle him. <laughs> uh, and Brady it didn't does. seem like that in the first year or so, he, right? He, well, he didn't, and then late in that first year because he was a little more he was a little more reserved. Exactly. Early on. And that happens because you're new. Hmm. And and then he kind of started to, you know, pick up the pace and Nance let him. Nance and let him feel comfortable. He did. And then, then he started, you know, predicting plays and everybody thought that was, you know, that he was a wizard. Right. And then he went a little bit out of his shell. <laughs> he went a lot out of his <laughs> shell. And then things suddenly started to change. Brady has that kind of and better information. His information about why Shanahan's system is so difficult to defend was magic. It was gold. And you get him on a broadcast doing that, now he has less time, and you're going to have to be impart that. You're going to have to impart that in, in a short period of time. And as a color analyst, myself, I can tell you, the biggest challenge you have is to not talk over someone's head or under their head. And that's really hard. Because everyone listening is doing it at a very different level when it comes to their knowledge of a game, whatever it is you're broadcasting. Mm. I've never broadcast baseball because I don't know it very well. Yeah. And I know Bruce Howard is a fantastic baseball broadcaster. Mark Neely, who used to work here, is a fantastic baseball broadcaster. Mark yeah, he got was a, the drillers, right? He was, and, and and he was our play-by-play guy for Union for a while when I was still a color guy at Union before I became oh. their play-by-play guy. And then Mark actually got a job as the San Diego Padres play-by-play guy. But oh, by the way, Dick Enberg wanted that job too, mm. and he was already working out there, and they were going to split some time. And then Enberg decided, no, I'm going to stick with this. And look, I like Dick Enberg, but he was well past his prime. And Mark yeah. even had had a lunch with him, and Inberg said, no, I want to do it 10 more years, to which Mark went, yeah, forget it. And, and he ended up back. He's at ESPN, and you, you, Mark yeah. still does a lot of games. When I hear him on a game, I'll, I'll text him. Oh, yeah. Give him a text and say, hello, you know, partner. Uh, but, you know, he was also a fabulous baseball broadcaster. Of course, yeah. we've got great ones in town right now. I was never very good at it. But when you're breaking down any game, especially as a color analyst, don't you got to try to explain the play, but you don't have a lot of time. You can't be too complex. And you also have to make sure you're not being either too simple or way, or way too complicated. And that is hard to do. If to you're find, not, you have to find that sweet spot. Well, if you're not complicated enough, people will say, well, you're just being too basic. And if mm-hmm. you're, you know, otherwise, you know, you'll say, people will say, I don't understand the terms you're using. Yeah, or you're trying too hard. You know? It's mostly, I get, what I got mostly was, I don't understand the terms you're using. Because mm. you use a, you throw out a football term that, that nobody knew at that point or that they, would, they had heard, but they didn't know necessarily what it meant. Yeah. So you have you do have to be. It's a really fine line to walk. You have to be a little bit basic. 
And having a lot of good information is one thing. Being able to do that in a 15-second or 20-second time or less, hurry-up offenses, you don't say much. Yeah. And I, you know, I, said, I tell Bruce all the time, I'm not paid by the word. I don't care. <laughs> you know, if I say 10 words in a broadcast, it doesn't matter to me if it's a good broadcast. It's even harder in basketball. You better be like that. That's so why I really think they, they, you know, this the team. I mean, and I did basketball for a long time. You know, after JV, before JV, and after JV, and and you know now you've you've got a fantastic broadcast team there, and I think they do superb work. But I tell you, it's not easy. And I think what I heard from Brady was fantastic, but he's going to have to do that in short form. And Greg Olson's been able to do it. And it's it's finding that spot and being able to do that that is really interesting. But Romo just drove me a little bit crazy yesterday. It's 7.30 on the Blitz 11.70. Now, what we haven't done yet is we haven't talked about commercials. I absolutely have a favorite. Absolutely. Okay. And I, as they were on, I was trying. I kept telling myself, Rick, pay attention to this so you'll remember what the actual commercial is. Rather than just saying, yeah, that one with the guy and he was in the place. And that's <laughs> really easy to do. Oh, that one. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to do with Super Bowl spots. But I'm, think, I'm saying to myself, got to remember what these are. Well, one of them, and I don't even like the guy in the lead generally, but you can't not like the commercial in my opinion. Get your opinions as well. 918-262-5072. We haven't talked halftime show yet. We got to do that a little bit, and certainly we have to talk about some other things in college football. Chip Kelly's not—he's now the offensive offensive coordinator at Ohio State, rather than the head coach at UCLA. Of course, I think they were going to fire him, but there's some funny stuff about that, and some of the transfers I have we'll get to as well. We want your opinion to nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. That is the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. You can also call us if you'd like at nine one eight eight seven nine. 1170 right here at the Blitz. The Oklahoma State Cowboys call the Blitz 1170 home. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Speaking of the Oklahoma State Cowboys, they won't play again until Saturday when they host 21st-ranked BYU in Stillwater. The Oklahoma Sooners will be in Waco tomorrow night to face the 13th-ranked Baylor Bears. Those two teams faced off in their bedlam battle, in which the Sooners won 66-62 on Saturday. Jalen Moore led the Sooners with 15 points. Javon Small led the Cowboys with 17. And both OU and OSU's softball teams had successful weekends on the road. The top-ranked Sooners edged out the 10th-ranked Washington Huskies 4-3 in extra innings, then pummeled Long Beach State 11-3. And the OSU Cowgirls with wins over LMU, Utah State, UC Riverside, and then finished up on Sunday with a 9-1 victory over 8th-ranked UCLA. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170, and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Blitz 1170 weather, provided by Community Care, your locally-owned health plan. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. We definitely want you to do that on the, the Blitz 1170. We're in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. Hey, remember, this is this is coming up, and I love this. You can share the magic with a young child, if you would like to, at the 79th Annual Actar Shrine Circus. It's this weekend at the Tulsa Fairgrounds Pavilion. They'll have trapeze artists. They'll have uh, elephants there, motorcycle daredevils. They'll have tigers, uh, the clowns, of course, like always. Tickets available online at exposequare.com. And, yeah, I got to I got to admit it's one of my one of my almost guilty pleasures. I'd go by myself if I had time. <laughs> <laughs> I have been the honorary ringmaster for that one a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've mentioned it's interesting backstage. <laughs> I'll just put yeah. it like that. 
seeing clowns backstage will change your opinion of clowns one way or the other. And I'm not going to say which way. I'm just going to say. So that could be a positive thing. Hey, I'm just going to tell you. It'll change the way you think about things. I love circuses. You know, and this circus, the shrine, still has some, you know, a lot of the animals and things. And you mentioned, the, you know, the motorcycle daredevil thing. And, of course, the pavilion is such a – I love that building. I just love yeah. that building. I love from the outside. I love the old feel and the bones of it from the inside. I know it's not fancy. I know it's old school. I know it's, you know, there's no high tech or anything in there, but it just feels good. Yeah, I saw circus there when I was in kindergarten, I think. Yeah, well, I can imagine that. If you haven't been there when you were younger for a circus, then somebody should take your parents to court. I mean, come on. (laughs) You got to go there and you got to buy one of those things that's ridiculously expensive that you'll take home and never play with again. But you have to, right? The things that light up, that twirl and spin and all that kind of thing that make make for a great day and cotton candy and the that place the pavilion and i'm a popcorn snob the pavilion has in, in my opinion the best popcorn in tulsa those machines are older and all broken in and seasoned and holy cow it's good love their mm. popcorn anyway the great thing about the the pavilion is you're so close mm. you know i've i've seen the, the you know the old the, the big ringling brother circus back at the old convention center even and then i've seen others at larger venues when kids were younger and we were taking them. And it's just not the same feel you get from being right there in the pavilion on top of that. I love the Shrine Circus. I absolutely love it. And, of course, as much as anything, it's a fantastic cause, and the Actor Shrine people and what they do for kids. Uh, that is that is really cool. So, anyway, that's this weekend, and you can uh, you can catch that right here in Tulsa. And the weather should be better. Have you can give you an opportunity to get out there and have some fun. He is Bryce Hulse. I am Rick Corey. This is the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. Yeah, I admit, I like the circus. Uh, you, you ever want to run away with the circus? No, you probably didn't. <laughs> Well, you know, when, when I was younger, that was a it was a not a thing mm. that people did necessarily, but you heard that that was a term. Yeah. yeah, he she ran away with the circus, or he ran away with the circus. I always wondered if I ran away with the circus, the hell would I do? I couldn't be yeah. the strong man. I'm doggone sure not the trapeze dude. Uh, I don't. I can't. I mean, I've, I've ridden motorcycles. I'm eh, not very good at it. Can't imagine that. I'm not sure what I do. I guess I maybe could be the ringmaster. That could work. You're gonna have to find a bigger costume though, because most of those people are thin. <laughs> I'm not sure how, what I'm going to look like in that many spanglies at my size. I I, I just remember when I was. <laughs> I just remember that what, might be a promo right there. <laughs> <laughs> like anyway, uh, <laughs> I remember the one thing from the circus was taking my picture with like a giant anaconda on my shoulders mm-hmm. while yeah. wearing my mm-hmm. OU basketball jersey. Did it scare you at any moment that you were going to be eaten? Yes. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know snakes could be that big, so. <laughs> or that disinterested. Yeah. I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they must do something to them. No, they just. Really? I mean, if they've been fed, I mean, they uh, only do that to eat. That's what the rats are for. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's because if they've been fed, they're pretty happy. I don't care. Yeah and, yeah, and they're big enough, they're not worried about you. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might look at you like, hmm. That's about a week and a half's worth of food. Yeah. I mean, they might look at I'm you I'm full, like that. but I can browse the menu. Well, right? It's, yeah, right. As thin as you were anyway, you'd go down easy. Yeah. I mean, they'd get me tougher. <laughs> yeah, 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 tougher. Got to work for it. See, I'm telling you, a couple of reasons. Anyway, uh, at 741, we got a text here from Mark, and I, I like this this example, and I wanted to bring it up, or his, his point, and he says, okay, well, now let's put something to rest. Congratulations go to Mahomes and team, not Swift. <laughs> but I hear this talk about Mahomes being the GOAT. Trust me when I say he's not even close to the GOAT. So let's drop the GOAT talk. 
He's not even close. And I responded with, look, I think he is closing in on Brady. Brady. But I do agree he's not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's, we throw terms around way too easy. Yeah. We simply do. Somebody wins a couple of their goats. Nah. Brady, yes, because of the number of times he's not only done it, but with it, he's done it with multiple teams. Right? Mm-hmm. That, that makes a big difference to me that he went to Tampa and did it again. I mean, you'd still call him that even just leaving New England. But going to Tampa and winning it there really solidified that for me. And he responded with, indeed, he's on his way, but, Lord, it'll be tough to beat the GOAT. I agree. And we, you know, and right now, we there are certain people who just stand out. It's Tiger Woods and golf. And the people who are Jack Nicholas fans will argue with you all day. And there's yeah. obviously, you know, the, obviously the NBA argument. <laughs> It's still it's still Jordan. I, I'm sorry. It is. It is still Jordan. LeBron's been great longer than anybody, but Jordan's still the GOAT. So maybe it's one of those situations where it's going to be hard for somebody to get there. But if Mahomes wins again next year, I, mean, I really do think it's going to be hard to stop that conversation. Plus, when you look at the overall skill set, you see the ability he has with his legs that Brady, even in his young days, didn't a lot and didn't take advantage of a lot. Now, he moved enough and slid enough to throw. I get that. But that might put Mahomes over the top. But I do agree he's got to win some more of those. And that's hard to say because he's already won some. Yeah. But when at Brady, such a young age. Yeah. But if, if Brady did, when Brady did what Brady did. And you also have to wonder, okay, if Andy Reid made you what you are, what, when, what about when he calls it quits? Again, mm-hmm. Brady went to another coach and did the same thing. And that is, in my opinion, why Mark's right. You know, there's no goat talk. Well, you can put him in there. You can say he's heading that way. Mahomes isn't yet. Brady still is. Well, and that's what the difference is for me personally, is in order to put you in that goat conversation, it's what you do whenever people start saying, oh, all right, this is where it ends. Or he's never been in this certain situation. This is how it ends. And one thing that I saw from Patrick Mahomes this year was talking about him not being able to win a playoff game on the road. He does Mm -hmm. that. Playing on the road in general throughout this season, as they were struggling up and down with with weaker receivers, a weaker, weaker receiving core, and for him to still find a way to get back to the Super Bowl, I think that's what really puts him on the fast track of getting to that point. Is because you get to an area where this is where it ends, this is how it stops, because he's never been able to do this, and mm-hmm. then he does it. Yep. Yeah, <clears throat> and in this game, they things weren't going well. The Niners were doing what I talked about on Friday with the way they rushed him and kept him inside. You know, that early sack when they just folded him up, that first one, which I, that was Chase Young. And, I mean, literally, they just destroyed that offensive line and folded him in. Yeah. I turned to Christina and said, that's what I was talking about. That you can't do that. It's hard to do all game, and that was proven in the fourth quarter. Defensive linemen get tired. And I don't care what you are and, and who you are as a football team. When you run other guys out there, they're not as good as those other guys. There's a reason those other guys are out there first. Mm-hmm. And you can be, you can have depth and you can be six and eight deep, which now in college football you have to be. You have to have, you know, near I mean, their line changes like hockey. Oh, yeah. You know, to, to keep everybody up, you know, group really with it. Mm-hmm. But you just can't. It's hard to do. And and being deeper in the NFL, you can certainly be deep, but there's you know, the guy behind Chase Young isn't Chase Young. The guy behind Bosa isn't Bosa. And there's a reason that when yeah. guys get tired, it's not the same. Do offensive linemen get tired? They do, absolutely. But you don't have to run as much as that guy does. Mm-hmm. You're basically holding him the entire game and hoping you get away with it is exactly what you're doing. But, hey, you know, sometimes you get away with it. There's no question. All right, so 
the goat talk I agree with. I, I, I do believe it's still Brady. I, I think you also have to realize, in my opinion, Montana is still one step ahead of Mahomes. And I understand Montana, when he went to the Chiefs, was successful, but not at the level he was in San Francisco. But I still think he's right there. His cool, his calm, the way he led his team. He, he again, was surrounded by good people and had a head coach who knew his skill set. But I still think he pegs above Mahomes. Now, you can argue with me on that one if you like. But I would still put him second, personally. Yeah, I, I would probably put that as well. I mean, again, it's tough for me because kind of like we talk about with NBA, I, I don't really see. Mm-hmm. I, I know about Jordan, but it's hard for me to feel like I can say, oh, yeah, without a mm-hmm. doubt. So that's the only issue for me. I But I, I understand. You don't see him. Yeah. You can see highlights. Yeah. Those highlights don't tell you the same as watching an entire game and turning to someone when you're with and going, Montana's going to win this. Exactly. Like being in that moment, yeah. seeing mm-hmm. it real time, it's just, and it's, just it's having the more than you can explain. Yeah, but it's the same one I told to Christine last night. Mahomes is going to win this game. Yeah. And again, I'll, I'll say what I said to start the show. The instant Mahomes threw the pick and San Francisco didn't score, or when Mahomes threw the pick, I turned to Christine and I said, if the Niners don't score here, they will lose. And they were up 10-3 at the mm-hmm. time in the third quarter. And she's, she said, why? And she, my wife knows football. She was a trainer at Tulsa, and she wasn't just running around out there handing out drinks and wrapping ankles. She's paying attention. She knows the game. And my youngest knows the game. Delaney knows the game better than a lot of guys I know <laughs> yeah. knows the game. And we were all in contact as normal during the game. And <clears throat> she said, why? And I said, I'm telling you. I'm just telling you. You can't leave Kansas City in a game that long. You cannot absolutely let them hang around that long. You've given them opportunities. You know, the Pacheco fumble. You had all these opportunities, and you didn't take advantage of them other than 10. And then you score a touchdown on what? A trick play. And a fabulous trick play, by the way. Really, yeah. not only was it really a brilliant play, it was a great call. It was, a great, it was tremendously blocked on the other side. The Chiefs didn't respond poorly. On the first pass, they did a really nice job on the first throwback. That you know, Frisco did, of eyes downfield, crossing receivers right to left to try to get everybody out of that spot, and that did work somewhat. But the you know the Chiefs didn't do a poor job defending it. But on the throwback, which was a really good throw back to McCaffrey, that's a long throw. Well, yeah, and he pegged it. But then, if you listen later, they talked about him being a quarterback in high school and even a little bit in college. Well, and that's the thing is they had a, they did a side by side. He did that same play against Florida when he was at Tennessee. Yep, and he and, <laughs> and he, Josh Dobbs. he yeah, and he pegged it right. Yeah. He he made a he made a terrific throw. But if you watch, there are two key blocks on the outside there because the Chiefs didn't play it really horribly. Now, they did clear out their backside, and that allowed McCaffrey to basically look like secretariat into the end zone. <laughs> Man, that guy runs pretty. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just runs like a thoroughbred when he gets, when he gets open. But it was that, the real key blocks out there, so it was a brilliant rerun play. But anytime you run a play like that and that's the only way you score, you're not going to win. Yeah. You just aren't. I mean, I've seen it too many times. you got to take advantage of those opportunities, and they didn't. And I just told her, I said, it's over. You're gonna, they're going to lose. The Chiefs are going to win this game. And then you see the Niners continue to bite themselves. They miss the extra point. They have the, fun, the, the play on the fumble, or pardon me, on the punt, you know, that grazes a leg, you know. And, and look, mm-hmm. you, 
you, you guys can yell clear all day long and, and out of the way and save for whatever your keyword is. Guacamole, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Whatever your keyword is. And you may be trying to get out of the way, but when the ball bounces and does that, yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. You know, and I'm sure there are people out there today who are Niners fans who are going, oh, they were cheating. Uh, that's the NFL who did that. They made the ball bounce that way or whoever. I mean, or you can say it's karma. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the gods are just on the Chiefs' side. I don't have any idea. But we know all those things are happening. And you still are in the game, and you miss an extra. You know, the, you, you, the Niners miss an extra point. I mean, come on, it is what it is. Yeah. And on that final drive, you know, at that point, Mahomes had been okay. So on the final drive, all he did was run for two first downs on big plays, including a fourth and one, and he was eight for eight. <laughs> no, he's not. Lock the, in. Yeah, I agree. He ain't to go yet. But you know, I, he's not far from. Cheating, you know, from bah, <laughs> giving it one of those or whatever, whatever sound. It's been a long time since I've been around a goat. Seven fifty on the Blitz, eleven seventy. He is Brock. Uh, I was almost gave you Brock Purdy. <laughs> you know, hey, right. you could do hey, worse. Pretty, pretty nice, Mister Relevant. It, it is not a bad. T- yeah, it's he, he's he you didn't win, but it's not a bad time to be mm-hmm. Brock Purdy. He's Price Hulse, by the way. I'm Rick Corey. We're in the Tulsa Oilers hockey studio, and we'd like more of you in our neuropathy treatment clinic of Oklahoma text line at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two because hey. That's what we did today. We blocked off the entire show for you. 918-262-5072. You be our next guest and let us know what you think about it. When we come back, what was your favorite commercial? And I'd really like to hear that. I mean, if you have game analysis, go right ahead. Hit us. But I'd like to hear your favorite commercial yesterday. Did anything stand out? Is there anything you even remember? Or or go to the broadcast from beginning to end, and it started with Nickelodeon in the morning with the slime mm-hmm. broadcast which was really fun, by the way, all the way through the day, what was your favorite part of it? They did great interviews. They did great bits. I want to play one of them here in a minute. I found the one that I was thinking about, the casino-type ad. I found it, and we'll get a little into that. But I want to hear what your favorite commercial was as well. I've got one, a clear favorite. We'll find out what mine is and Bryce is next right here inside the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio on the Blitz 1170. Your new home for the Dallas Cowboys is the Blitz 1170. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma City Thunder beat the Sacramento Kings 127-113 to yesterday. SGA led OKC with 38 points. Jalen Williams scored 32, and Lou Dort added 17 points and 9 rebounds. This is the first time in three meetings this year the Thunder have beaten the Kings. And the Tulsa Golden Hurricane fell to UAB 70-63 to yesterday afternoon. The Blazers were able to pull away in a very close game that saw 19 lead changes and 13 ties. Tulsa will be at South Florida on Wednesday for a Valentine's Day matchup. That's the winner roll of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holst on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.